0: everyone from all walks of life can be into the law of attraction because it's, it's not dogma. It just is. And when you get into it, you start thinking, gosh, I've figured out now how to manifest these things in my life. I can manifest everything and I can be perfect. I'm going to have the best health. I'm going to attract the best partner. I'm going to have the most money, the best business, the freest life, the most fun, everything's just going to be perfect. And then it doesn't happen. And then you start questioning all of it. Uh And the beauty of vibrational flow, which is so much more important to talk about, in my opinion, than law of attraction is that we're always creating perfect and imperfect things, this mix. Of stuff and these experiences in our lives, where we're never reaching a state of perfection. Who's bullying you, Cat?
1: <laughs> I'm feeling very victimized, actually. Everyone's just bullying me. And <laughs>
0: all right, now we're being bullies. We're making fun of people that, that feel like victims for being bullied. Okay, so obviously the the topic of this podcast is spiritual bullying, not <laughs> bullying, uh, particular. In particular but we've done a podcast on bullying if you flip way 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 back to early 2018 there is a bullying podcast but it was actually on request by you
1: yeah i requested one on bullying because it's such a fascinating subject to me interesting mm-hmm.
0: so we won't let's let's talk about spiritual bullying and we, we talked about spiritual narcissism two weeks ago i, I had that conversation with debbie so, we'll go into spiritual bullying, which I think is an interesting topic. I don't think we've really touched on that in our three year history of this podcast. so dive into it.
1: All right, well, I think it was I think it was the podcast I did with you in October. Somehow, the topic of spiritual bullying came up, and we even said we should do an episode on this in the future. So here we are. Um, spiritual bullying to me is very interesting. Bullying in general is a very interesting topic to me because um, I found in my life, I got bullied a lot as a kid and that carried over into my adult life too. And I found myself like being kind of walked all over, not necessarily like a people pleasing kind of, but like a straight up bullying thing. And I know looking back that a lot of that was that vibration that I had carried with me from childhood and feeling like a victim. And taking it with me into my adulthood and just not necessarily consciously putting myself in positions to be bullied, but just, I was there was something in my vibration attracting that type of energy. And growing up in a really religious environment, I saw a lot of fear, like instilling of fear that if you don't act this way, that's not good and here's the consequences. But it wasn't just the consequences, it was like my peers as well. So like in my youth group, when I was young, they would call each other out on stuff. Like, hey, the way you said that is kind of against God. And like, they would start uh, like almost hall monitoring (laughs) each other. And that in my religious upbringing carried over where people would see another person acting one way and call them out on it and being like, that's not how we do things. And they would it's hard to get into this without judging because in the expression of being judged, you're still judging like you are, it,
0: we're always judging. Like, you're never yeah, going to completely like... get away from judging. Yeah, you know, we want to detune judgment, but that doesn't mean you're going to completely eradicate judgment because we're discerners of preference always. Yeah. So if you have a preference for something, that's not the same thing as judgment. yeah
1: and I I agree it's like I remember thinking gosh I think I was in high school and like going through bible classes and stuff with all this um what's the like you shouldn't point out a a speck in someone else's eye when you still have a plank in your own was like one of the quotes out of the bible and I remember thinking like one of those statements you would actually hear some people say like you are so judgmental and just that statement alone is such an oxymoron, because by judging someone for being judgmental, you're being judgmental. Of course, so there's they have to this be judgmental
0: like judgmental to judge your judgment. Yeah,
1: and so it's like this, it's like this vicious cycle. So when I left, I didn't. I mean, when I left religion, my little air quotes. But to
0: clarify, you were you were raised Jewish.
1: So I'm Jewish, but I my, okay. So my mom was very much involved in the Christian church. So I went to a Christian high school. Okay. Cause and, I was going
0: to say a lot of that stuff that you were describing doesn't sound very, cause I was in a relationship yeah. with a Jewish person for 20 mm-hmm. years and that did yeah. not sound very Jewish to me. All the, yeah. the judgmental and you're going to, you didn't say going, going to hell, but you know, not uh, against God type stuff. That doesn't sound. Very
1: yeah. Jewish. Yeah. So I was raised in like a conservative private Christian high school and um, I I, my groups of friends were all very christian and very much for the most part practice what they preach so these weren't like the pretend christians that like pretend to be doing really good stuff all the time but then you know they're you know taking it Hot. in the butt in the back seat like, it's like, this, like these <laughs> happy podcasts having cat on here <laughs> i
0: was gonna say we'll so, just bleep over that don't worry about
1: it did you even like introduce me when you were really- <laughs>
0: I don't even do that anymore. We just dive right into things, Al. So, if you're new to this um, podcast, we just roll. You just just jump in and roll and hang on for dear life apparently.
1: You better hang on cuz I am just getting started. Yeah, cats so. just getting warmed up. So, it was but these were like I, my friends back then like they really like they honest to god did not swear outside of school or church. Um they were saving themselves for marriage. Most of them were married by graduation specifically so they could have sex. So like, they were very much involved and enmeshed in the Christian faith. So I grew up around that and it really rubbed me the wrong way of constantly feeling judged by everyone I knew because let's be honest, I was a little different (laughs) and I liked girls and I was being told that that wasn't okay. So like growing up like that, as soon as I left high school I started exploring other religions really quickly. I found Buddhism, paganism, Hinduism, and all of these, you know, I found yoga and like all this stuff was super fascinating to me, but then I found myself in kind of the same situation and honestly, a little bit worse, like the judgment actually felt a lot worse to me because especially in the quote unquote spiritual community. And this could be any sort of spirituality or even people who say, I'm not religious. This is just spiritual. I meditate every day, I'm vegan. I do all these things to be cleaner. Well, I completely got swept up in that. So like I went vegan for five years. I was a vegetarian for 21 years. that was actually just because meat grossed me out when I was younger, but I went vegan for five years. Cause I'm like, okay, so these animals are being tortured. Okay. I need to meditate for 30 minutes every day. Okay. When I practice yoga, I have to do it exactly this way. Okay. I have to use these crystals. And I completely got caught up in all of like, these are the things that you have to do to become enlightened. That particular group was very, um, It was beautiful in a lot of ways because I'm thinking, wow, they really have the answer. But then I started to question that just like I questioned religion when I was younger. And I started to question, well, is this really the answer? Why do we think this is so correct? What makes this correct? As soon as you start having like your own individuality, then the backlash comes. So then it started coming at me in different ways of, okay, well, the way you talk about this isn't very spiritual. If you want to be enlightened, you need to do it this way, and that's. I when... love
0: it when people to, to correct your, your your not your your grammar. <laughs> you probably love that, not that anyone ever has to correct your grammar, but <laughs> when when they correct the words that you say, don't say that, don't say that, you can't say that. Say it like this. Yeah. Uh, that's so annoying. It's so incredibly annoying when people try yeah. to put words in your mouth. You know. Instead of, uh-huh. of maybe offering a different idea without trying to change what they're saying and making what they're saying evil or wrong or, or you're going to attract something bad in your life by saying this thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to change your, your way of thinking about you by changing the words that are coming out of your mouth. That, that's like a, I don't really have pet peeves, but it's one of those things that I don't like. Well. I, I judge as not liking it. <laughs> i just that it's not my preference, yeah.
1: What's really ironic that you say that is I didn't, I didn't fully get the whole concept of spiritual bullying. That word didn't come into my vocabulary actually until a few years ago, not a little longer now, when I started getting heavily involved in the law of attraction community. And so I, I, you know, I'd been through like hanging out with all my hippie friends and, all of that stuff. And there was some of that. I mean, there was a lot of that in all circles, honestly, but the law of attraction community was when it actually became the worst for me and meeting people who would say like, Oh, this quote unquote, bad thing that which we judge as negative, this bad thing happened to you. Well, where's your vibration? how did you attract this to you? You probably attracted it to you because you used the word not. And it like, it got a little bit out of hand to the point where, people would pull me aside and like say some of the most insane things to me and made me feel like, are you my mother? Like (laughs) you're talking to me like a small child. And that was kind of the beginning of like a really cathartic experience for me of eventually just not giving a crap (laughs) anymore. Of like, you know, maybe I'm actually okay the way I am. Maybe I need to stop worrying about how I'm going to please others and how I'm going to be perceived and how I'm going to reach enlightenment and all these things and how I'm going to attract everything. Maybe it's okay to just enjoy the way things are going now and not worry so much about doing everything correctly, quote unquote. Well, and correctly. People
0: discover law of attraction. And of course, everyone from all walks of life can be into the law of attraction because it's it's not dogma. It just is. And when you get into it, you start thinking, gosh, I've figured out now how to manifest these things in my life. I can manifest everything and I can be perfect. I'm going to have the best health. I'm going to attract the best partner. I'm going to have the most money, the best business, the freest life, the most fun, everything's just going to be perfect. And then it doesn't happen. And then you start questioning all of it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, the beauty of vibrational flow, which is so much more important to talk about, in my opinion, than law of attraction, is that we're always creating perfect and imperfect things, this mix of stuff and these experiences in our lives where we're never reaching a state of perfection and because that was never the intention in coming into physical to begin with and really having a deep understanding of what imperfection looks like and rolling into whatever you're manifesting is your experience that you're having in the moment. So, you know, you're well aware because you've been on this journey with me when I quit my job and started uh, the podcast and wrote the book and started my boot camp that was called something totally different in the beginning. <laughs> and started doing this work. I really went down that rabbit hole of I can manifest everything because I have manifested everything. I've manifested wealth, I've manifested improved health, I've manifested dramatic weight loss that I kept off for years, manifest a fantastic relationship. I've manifested everything that people want to manifest. I've done it all now, but not all at the same time. And I was going down this this sort of, this tunnel, uh, not long ago, just a couple of years ago, where I was really working on my physical appearance because I wanted to exude abundance in my physical appearance. I wanna look like this, this spiritual teacher that's setting the example for the world. It sounds so ridiculous now, right? And I was really, really, really into that. And then I wasn't anymore. It, it just wasn't sticking the way that it once was. And, and COVID might've had something to do with that. In the beginning, it was sort of a catalyst to stop going to the gym, start cooking more. We can't go to restaurants. Now of them start baking. And, you know, Michael and I both put on weight and it dawned on me because I started that, that little voice that had been squashed for so long, started coming back around. Oh, you, you shouldn't put on weight. You can't gain weight. And it wasn't about my image to the world. It was just about, you you can't go back to where you once were. There was a fear there of going back to where, you know, I was 300 pounds uh, in my thirties to not go back there. And I realized that wow, this fear is just taking me further and further and further down this path. I've got to detune it. Well, what's the root of that? Well, the root of it is that I need to learn to love myself unconditionally because I, I conferred with the stream is this going to is this going to be a problem in my sharing your message with the world if I don't look a certain way? And the answer was pretty much, a, of course not, you know, are you crazy? we're not judging any aspect of you. Judgment is a human thing. Mm-hmm. Judgment is, is, is of humanity uh, in, in the way that we utilize it. Now, other beings on our planet certainly discern their preference, mm-hmm. but they're not judging. They're not needing you know others to agree with their preference. They're just discerning their preference. My dog is a great discerner of preference. and I, I was at Michael's parents' house the other night, and I gave her a piece of salami, and she spit it out. you want any part of it and it's it's supposed to be meat right so (laughs) like okay she doesn't like salami so right away if if you feed that dog something she doesn't like she lets it fall right off her mouth no I don't think so I don't want any part of that so that's discerning preference but she's not judging she's not telling me not to eat the salami you know (laughs) she's not growling at the salami so (laughs) so I realized I needed to 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 just be okay with whatever experience I was having. And if the experience was gaining weight, then the experience was gaining weight. And I made peace with it. And I made peace with not concerning myself with what other people might say or think. And that's then I started losing. So, you know, it's just like, you know, now I'm back into keto again and I love being on keto and I think it's so wonderful. I feel really good on it. I lose weight on it. Michael and I went to the beach. We went on a little mini vacation over the weekend. I lost seven pounds on vacation and he lost five. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, it's amazing, but I'm okay either way. It's just an experience that is had. And there's so much bullying in the idea that you've got the keys to the universe, you know, with law of attraction and these teachings, but now you have to go achieve perfection with it. Yep. But it's not about perfection it's never ever 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 about perfection this this the instagram version of our lives is bullshit. yeah it is and i i, I always tell the story about i, I worked out with a, a trainer for years that you know has a really really big following on instagram and uh and and probably listens to my podcast so i'm probably in trouble by sharing this but you know puts this kind of perfect version out there and it's always the physical pictures and the posing and all that stuff with some sort of inspirational quote but, you know, at the time that I knew this person, their, their personal life was a disaster. And I'm not judging it. I'm just pointing out that they're not putting that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that, you know, they're, they're putting that perfect version of them out there. So when that turns into telling you that you're supposed to be that because you're into the law of attraction and you can have anything you want, we are about abundance, but I, I try to be really, really clear in my, in, in my sharing of the stream that abundance doesn't mean perfection. That you, you can, you're going to flow through different experiences in your life and the imperfection of it is where the growth really is.
1: Agreed. Yeah, actually in the Taya book, the, the Taya book that we're writing, this, <laughs> I actually mentioned that like my life is not perfect and I don't want it to be Like I actually have learned to enjoy kind of the roller coaster. Like one of the other people in mastery was saying how it's sort of like a, like you pay to go to a haunted house (laughs) and like the rush of like, Whoa, okay. Well, that was scary. Glad it's over. All right. Let's move on to this next thing. But it like, well, I learned this and this from it and it, it just kind of becomes an adventure and a learning experience. And it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is and we can appreciate it. Usually we can appreciate it a little more after it's over, but, <laughs> but you can yeah, well, learn a to, little distance, to meet it with g- a smile.
0: Distance brings clarity for sure. But, you know, part of my type of practices is getting into it while I'm in it and yep. appreciating it while I'm in it, because that detunes yep. it and changes the course very quick instantaneously actually.
1: Yeah. That's actually something I've been working on a lot lately because there was that long period of just like everything in my life got, I don't want to say too perfect because I really did enjoy it. <laughs> but I remember thinking like, well, okay, I got literally everything I wanted. Now what? And like, yes, I know I just need to enjoy it because this won't last forever. And, and that's, well, that's okay. The thing
0: is you, you don't just run on autopilot. You don't just manifest everything that you want and then enjoy it. And that's what your life is you're going to create more obstacles for yourself, no matter what. Mm-hmm. The Taya practice is not about never having obstacles. The Taya practice is about learning to meet your obstacles and joy and trusting your abundance, whatever your version of that is, when you're down the spiral and when you're up and everything in between. it's, yeah. it's nothing. There's nothing in Taya or our teachings that, that is about reaching a state of perfection and holding yourself there because the, the, that's not what our journey here in physical is about, obviously, because no one's living in perfection, even the ones that have the beautiful Instagram accounts that, that seem to be living in perfection. There's, there's always some other side to that story, always, because none of us are perfect, nor are we here for that. And I'm certainly not, and I, that's why I love to share. I share what's good and I share what I'm working on, what I'm, what I'm experiencing, always.
1: Yeah, I actually did a recent Instagram post kind of in honor of you've been talking about this on one of the mastery meetings, and I had posted something about that. It got a lot of love with people saying this is really nice to hear, but there was also some people who like usually like all my stuff, showing off my body and stuff, and they, they I noticed they were nowhere to be found on this other one, but it was like the before, not before and after pictures. It, they were pictures that were taken like within 48 hours of each other but I wanted to say, look, no one looks like their Instagram posts all the time. And so it was like me in action with like the mommy skin on my belly versus a picture I had posed for. Like I posed for the camera and with my rock hard abs and they look perfect. And then the next one, I'm like, here I am in action with my stomach sagging forward. And it was interesting to see the reactions from people. The women were all very supportive and thanking me whereas all the men who usually like my posts just kind of disappeared
0: <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so,
1: like oh that's what it actually looks like.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: Like oh man. Yeah. Popping out children. I guess she doesn't look perfect all the time. Crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it, the 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 back to the bullying thing that the whole you know you're not doing it right. And, and I have found the spiritual community because I haven't really been part of the spiritual community. You know, this, uh-huh. that, you know, I was raised Christian around I like the you. same things, you know, like you were raised around. And then I disconnected from everything for a bit. And then I really just, I, I'm self taught, you know, I'm self taught regarding everything in life. And I like to figure things out for myself. And so I'll go and experience something. But when I went into like spiritual, like metaphysical churches and things like that, I just never felt a connection to any of that. But my my inner connection, I I felt really strong about. And I would actually go to psychics to try to figure out, you know, why am I different? Why am I, you know, weird, you know, quote unquote and all that stuff. And my visiting psychics actually helped me put the puzzle together. And then I really have not been into mainstream spirituality at all. And the only thing that I really... Paid attention to for a while was the Abraham Hicks material, and it's not like mainstream spirituality—not so much. Mm -hmm. So it's very law of attraction centric, and you know, sort of just get happy message and and things like that. And there's not a lot of judgment in that that I'm aware of at all. You know, there there are there is there are judgmental people that follow Abraham for sure, because I'll have people come on my you know uh, my, my social media and say, "Oh, you're ripping off Abraham." They don't say that anymore. They used to say that in the beginning. I used to hear some of that. And I think now they listen and they realize it's so it's, it's so different that I don't think anybody accuses me of that anymore. But in the beginning, it's like, oh, you! I love your sharing of the Abraham Hicks material.
1: I love what you've <laughs> nice. done with their material. Nice,
0: nice <laughs> passive aggressive comment. Thank you.
1: Hey, uh, passive aggressive is like the new enlightened.
0: So yeah, <laughs> I guess so. So, um, you know, the... the, the I didn't really get into being adjacent to mainstream spirituality until I started doing this. And then when I started doing this, I would get invited to things and on panels and stuff like that. And you, you hear the same jargon from people over and over and over again. And then you start, you know, hearing them describe things in such a way. And it's not always the way I understand it from the stream. It Mm -hmm. just isn't. Now, I'm not worried about telling them that they're wrong. You know, that's one thing that I'm not about because a stream is not about anything being wrong. None of the teachings are wrong. Everything is, you know, everyone, er, er, everything has the power that people give to it and they are served by it if they allow themselves to be served by it, period. Yeah. So there's no reason to judge anyone's spirituality or religion, but it's funny to me how people that are into spirituality seem to be very anti-religion, but they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get into rules and you get into you have to do it this way and you can't do it that way, or you have to say this and you can't say that, it's it's, to me is getting further and further away from source. Mm -hmm. That's egocentric thought. When there's judgment, when there's right or wrong, you have to do it this way. You don't have to do it that way. I love what the stream says, that humanity does not have to listen to them at all nor follow any of their guidance. It is all optional for people that are are vibrationally in line for it. A lot of times I say ready for it. Um, And it is a readiness for it. You know, are you at a place in your life where you're ready for that, for this, for this message? And if you're not, it's okay. And there's, you're not going to have a, a, a bad life because you don't follow the stream. And you're certainly not going to go someplace different when you die because you don't follow the stream. We all return to our completed state, regardless of how we operate our lives. And I firmly believe that. And it makes so much more sense than someone creates us or, or, you know, this ultimate supreme being creates us to and gives us desires and then judges us on our acting on those desires and then sends us to eternal damnation for not obeying. You know, none of that made sense to me when I was a child. And it just makes less and less sense to me now.
1: It's so ridiculous when you actually like put it in perspective like that.
0: (laughs) It is. But what I was, the flip side of that is, but that's what we were taught. Mm -hmm. But there are people who believe that and they are served in that belief. Yeah, They operate their lives in that belief system. They believe if they behave in a certain way that they're going to get a prize at the end. I don't believe it at all, but I don't have a problem with them believing it. I don't think they're stupid. I don't think they're, misinformed i don't think they're not enlightened you know they are just living in their bubble of reality having their human experience just like the atheist is just like the deep spiritual person is just like you know anybody of any belief system is they're all we're all having our human experience even the people that we label as evil Mm -hmm. in the world are having their human experience The Taiya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Boot bootcamp graduates have to say.
1: Tire practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible.
0: This work is profound. If you do the Taya boot bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life.
1: It changes everything about you. And it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life.
0: If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. I I was on a podcast today and I channeled. And for those of you that that listen when I channel, um, you know that I don't always remember what happens when I'm channeling. But I was very aware of the Hitler question coming up. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, I was sort of in the background thinking, oh, here we go again with the Hitler (laughs) question. Get ready for the emails David get ready for the anger (laughs) that comes from people but I shouldn't think about that because I'll manifest it so I'm just joking about it at this point I'm not really concerned about it so the Hitler question is you know did Hitler go to heaven and you know the stream is not about heaven but according to the stream everyone returns to pure positive energy so if that's your version you know if heaven is how you label that then yeah we all go to heaven regardless of how we operate our lives. The, the negative aspect of that is experienced in life. But there, the, I guess there's something satisfying when you think of someone that does, you know, evil, quote unquote, evil in life. And of course, if anyone was evil, I, I, I'm sure everyone's okay with agreeing that Hitler did some evil stuff in life. And you need him to suffer eternal damnation for, a, 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 you know, penance for that. But that's not the way it is. We all return to our completed state of pure perfection, understanding that the experience that we had was the experience that we had. And there's no right or wrong way to operate it. There's no right or wrong way to be abundant. No right or wrong financial path in our lives. The, 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 I love when the stream says the junkie that, that dies of an overdose living under an overpass had a human experience and from their completed state appreciates that human experience.
1: What I actually find even more beautiful there is not necessarily that like, like what I find more satisfying, if you will, is um, that maybe instead of wishing someone eternal damnation and finding that satisfying, what I find more satisfying is the idea that that person in their completed state is no longer what we call evil. And, that's like, I know you have this experience like with your mother and um, like, you know, things like with my dad, like, well, they're in their completed state. So we have a great relationship now. So it's, it's, isn't it amazing? Like how easy it is to forgive someone who quote unquote wronged you once they're gone. Like,
0: yeah, because, because that version of them doesn't exist. Anymore. The ego is gone. The ego version of them is gone. It had a span that it, that it lived in the, the human vehicle, but it's, it stays with the human vehicle It it dies with the human vehicle uh, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that, that is, it, it's comforting, but you can reach that level of forgiveness to the point of full appreciation, mm-hmm. whether they're alive yeah. or not. There's just a little more work involved usually <laughs> if they're alive and a lot more work if they're alive and still exhibiting the behavior.
1: And calling you regularly
0: <laughs> well again if they are then that's your manifestation and yeah. dig into that how yeah. am i manifesting this
1: oh yeah you know, so many a- people just drifted away when i joined taya boot camp like I, I don't even have the same circle of people in my life as i did when i went through that's, the, that's the
0: first thing i tell people before they before they join taya boot camp i tell them your landscape of friends and, and acquaintances is going to shift because you're going to find out pretty quick Who likes the the more abundant, more confident version of you that loves yourself more? And who liked the old version of you? What happens a lot, and this just happened to somebody in boot camp, that this person was there for her when she was at her worst. Uh She was there for me when I was at my worst. I was at my worst and she was always there. And then I went through boot camp and she was nasty to me, downright nasty. And I, I said... Guess what? That means she liked that version of you. She was there for you for her own selfish reasons, really, because she fed off of your misery. Yeah. And it, not everybody that helps you when you're down is like that. That's not a yeah. common, that's not, that's not, you know, judging that whole experience. You find out who your real friends are actually when things get better. Mm-hmm. Again, the universe operates in reverse of what humanity teaches. So we we say you find out who your real friends are when times get tough. But are they there because times are tough and they loved you when you were up and they love you when you're down? Yeah, that's unconditional. That's fantastic. I have a friend like that. But if if you found them and they became your friend when you were at your worst and then you get better and they can't handle that version of you, then you have clarity. And I love clarity. Everybody knows that clarity is my favorite thing. And you've got clarity that this person was there because you were there. Not because they're your true friend. You have true friends at the top of your spiral and true friends at the bottom. And they're only true friends if they are in both scenarios yeah. as you go through vibrational flow, in my opinion. Because if somebody, you know, if you're starting to love yourself more and, and gain confidence and you're pissing off someone in your life, then why are they there? Why yeah. are they not, you know, happy that you're, you're going in that direction?
1: Very specifically something i noticed with the taya experience like since i started really studying the stream's teachings before taya even was a thing but it was my first encounter with the stream like from there that was kind of the first thing i noticed of people drifting away as like not necessarily as my vibration got higher like i i felt at the time when i first discovered the stream and everything like i was in a pretty good place anyway but I didn't even know how much better it could get. But one thing that really shifted was my lack of caring, <laughs> if you will. Like I started really accepting myself for who I was, flaws and all. And like, I think the, the, yeah, the catchphrase of today for me is quote unquote, my quote unquote flaws were something I finally accepted about myself. And so a lot of people that drifted away when I started really studying the stream were the people in that spiritual community and the it was such a big part of my life all these spiritual people they channeled archangels and they you know the evidential psychic mediums and all these people and not that I think any of that doesn't exist like I, I, I don't the, all of that stuff is as real as they want to believe and I'm not negating any of it but They all wanted to change me and fix me. And there was a lot of like, these people were in my life to fix me. And I really loved mentorship. So I had like my spiritual mentor and all these things. And I followed like a spiritual teacher and I would do all the things that they told me to do and listen to the advice. And then it's like, I found the stream and I stopped needing all that advice. And I started to really be okay with who I was and everything shifted. And a lot of those people drifted away, especially the people who were like, well, you need to be more like this. If you want to be more spiritual, you need to change all these things about you. And when I didn't, and I'm like, no, I'm good. They drifted away very quickly.
0: It's funny that you're <laughs> saying quickly. that right now. And you just sparked a memory for me of when I was, um, you know, really getting things going in my business and you were doing a lot of the lives with me. I don't know if I ever told you this and I'm going to tell you on a podcast recording. Oh, great. Somebody, somebody who is a, 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 a coach in this, this realm in the spiritual, you know, world, uh, said that I needed to not have you on anymore because of your nose ring and your tattoos. <laughs> Obviously I didn't listen to that. <laughs> so I'm like, really? I didn't, it's a, the stream doesn't give a shit about that. The stream <laughs> loves her. You know, well, why would I, if the stream's not judging her based on her appearance, why should I? I said, it actually, I think it's kind of cool. You know, she's expressing herself for who she is and it's not my thing. I have one tattoo and it's a tie tattoo and I don't have any piercings <laughs> or anything, but I love that you do what you want to do and express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. I'm kind of thinking, you know, if people are tuning in and judging what the stream is saying based on Cat's appearance, they don't need to stick around for the stream anyway, because they are not going to like what's next.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you who it
0: was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's ironic, because I, for a long time, when I started my business, I would take out my nose ring and always keep my tattoos covered. When I did interviews or like all the pictures on my website, I toned it down. And actually, I worked with a branding specialist at the beginning of me getting really involved with the stream and he was like, you need to own it. People are gonna like that part about you and you're actually going to attract more to you if you just decide to be yourself. And so I slowly got a little more comfortable with it. And like a weird thing about me is I kind of, not that I I don't regret, I don't know if I can say I regret the tattoos, but I definitely going back in time, if I I would not have them, I got all my tattoos. It's been 17 years since I've gotten a single tattoo there's nothing I can do about it now. I'm stuck with them, but I really love my nose ring. (laughs) I took out all the other piercings, but I love my nose ring and I'm not getting rid of it, but we don't exactly cover
0: up your tattoos though. So you must be somewhat at peace with them at this point.
1: At this point. Yeah. I mean, well now it's, uh, well, I also, I overheat so easily. (laughs) I just can't cover them, but I, I don't care anymore. And I, I do like all of them. Like I think they're beautiful. I didn't get like a Tweety bird tattooed on me or Boyfriend's name or something, but I so I like all of them still. It's not like something I only liked when I was you know eighteen. But yeah, it's I did it. It's not like I can change it now. So oh well. I was going to say you
0: got to incorporate TYA in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh, I actually I have I have the I, I meant to ask you actually about the graphic. I want to get it tattooed right there. It's on my list for this year. So oh that's cool. <laughs> yes, uh, I will you, have my her- tie tattoo. Terry got
0: her tie a tattoo. Uh-huh. Uh, so she got hers done um last week. So <laughs> it's like wow, people are actually getting this tattooed on. I think that's so cool. I think it's so I, cool because I will it, do it soon. commitment to something that we know works. We know it it gives you a lot of joy and clarity and abundance in your life. We know it works. So once you commit to tattooing it on your body, you're really committed to to practicing it, I think. Yeah. That was it for me that I'm committing to practicing this for the rest of my life. And since I put the tattoo on, it's only gotten better and better and better and better and better. And life is really good. It's not perfect, but life is really good. I just, I'm amazed at the just joyous experience after joyous experience and high appreciation and and sailing through this COVID thing, you know, that seems to be freaking out the world now for a year uh, in, in ease and, and yeah. real ease and, and getting yeah. clarity on a lot of stuff in the process of COVID. You know, I, I've lost friends in, in, during COVID. Me too. I've lost friends that I needed to lose. I, exactly. I needed to lose them. They liked the phony cocktail party version of me that wasn't necessarily talking about my spiritual stuff. And then they get a little whiff of my spiritual stuff and, oh, no, we don't want any part of that. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. Think it's, it's, I don't care if somebody's into what I do or not. Michael's not that into what I do. But he's respectful of it he appreciates exactly. it he knows it's real because he sees it in action so that's all i need from anyone i don't need you to be into it but if you think it's freaky or weird or you can't associate with me because of it bye oh well <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah you know, I, I, I managed to live life many years before meeting you and i will continue to live life uh once you're back out of my life again i've had that happen yeah I I had that happened Palm Springs is a small town and can be a very judgmental small town where everybody knows everybody and people gossip and talk. And I haven't lived in a small town since I was a child. I've lived in cities my entire adult life. And then I moved back here and there's so many things I love about it. It's it's easy to get around. It's a slower pace. It's laid back. We're not stuck in traffic. It's not so high density congestion of people. I like that it's easy to move around this place. Uh, but the small town aspects of it is the contrast of it that it Uh is a small town, it's a small community, and it can be very gossipy and judgmental. And you're supposed to think a certain way. And if you don't think that way politically and otherwise, Uh you're quote unquote, an outcast.
1: Yep. Yep. Getting to a point of not caring that people wanted to change me was a, (laughs) and then not caring about the gossip. That's another thing is like, suddenly you just stop. Concerning yourself
0: about what other people say about you is, is magnificent. And we're so wound up in that, you know, the world's opinion of us and Mm -hmm. just getting past caring, you know, nothing. I went, we went on a trip for my birthday. I was talking about gaining weight. We went to Santa Barbara and we stayed at this really nice resort and had a beautiful pool overlooking the ocean, this infinity edge pool. And, you know, Michael and I went out there in our swimsuits and didn't care that we gained some weight and, you know, it it just wasn't a big deal. I just, I could care less. I'm like, I'm not worried about whether these people judge me or I didn't even cross my mind really, but I did hearken back to, well, there was a time that, that with extra pounds on me, I would have not worn that swimsuit (laughs) and, and gone out there like that. I remember being that way. And when I was really heavy, I was really like that. You know, I'm staying at some wonderful resorts uh, in my twenties and thirties for the experience, but I didn't fully experience them because I was so embarrassed of how I looked, mm-hmm. you know, but my embarrassment of how I looked didn't motivate me to change it. The, the, yeah. the finding love for myself, despite that is what drove me to change it. And I had yeah. to learn that I had to teach myself that lesson on a deeper level, this go around.
1: See, for me, there, for me, it was like, chronic pain and all my weird little quirks about my personality and all these diagnoses I have and like the different things, Tourette's and the OCD and all that stuff. And I always thought I needed to change it. So I never could fully enjoy things because I would try to power through things. Like when I traveled with the circus and stuff, I'm like, no, I will learn to deal with extreme temperatures and eventually coming to peace with the fact that maybe this is a part of me and it's okay. And I need to stop trying to force myself to be different than I am that's when it all started to shift. And so, I mean, yeah, a lot of that stuff is still there, but like, I'm so okay with it now. I've embraced that part of me, but that's when a lot of my chronic pain did dissipate. Like I was telling you recently when they were checking out my neurological issue and they're like, how are you functioning? You should be in so much pain right now. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just, I just well. Know, we need a, to get you the, even the therapy. judgment of
0: the pain, right? You're like, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be in pain. You know, we need to get you on morphine right now because you're not supposed to ever feel pain. But the the judgment of the pain makes it so much worse. Uh, it's yep. funny because uh, we were talking. We had the tattoo discussion uh, because Carrie had never had a tattoo. Her tie tattoo is her first tattoo. As my tie t- mm-hmm. tattoo is my first. It'll but, be
1: mine too.
0: And I, you know, I went in knowing that it was supposed to be painful. And of course, the, the day I went in, this poor guy was having his name tattooed across his forehead. And he was in tears. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, okay, that looks really, really painful right now. And he, this dude looked rough too. I mean, he looked like a big, tough guy. I mean, he was also getting his name tattooed across his forehead, right? <laughs> it was his first tattoo. He was getting his first tattoo across his forehead and he was crying from the pain and, you know, I don't know if he was a gang member or just, you know, if it was something that he had to do or, or what the whole story was there. But I felt so bad for this poor guy because he was just crying from the pain. And so I sat down though. And of course, I wasn't getting it. You know, I got on my, my forearm, not my forehead. And I didn't mind the pain at all because I chose it. I, I chose to sit and have this experience to get this TYA tattooed on my arm. So it didn't, I mean, I knew that there was pain there and there was burning and sticking and, you know, the the feeling of getting a tattoo, but it just wasn't the same experience as, you know, you cut yourself or you burn yourself and you have that pain that you don't want. And it's, it's annoying, you know, or you have chronic back pain, which I've had and, you know, all of those things. So the choosing of the pain is actually a different type of pain than the pain that you don't choose. Well, what's the difference? And it all boils down to your judgment of it. I shouldn't have burned myself and now it hurts and I'm really having a bad experience because I burned myself and it hurts. Judgment is the root of so much suffering. And one of the things that I, uh, I don't know if you saw the edit in the book, we keep referencing this book that we're, we're writing and we have been writing for the last three years, but I promise we are going to publish it. <laughs> but really, we have it's a,
1: really real. It's real
0: and it's good. It's, it's it's going to be massive when we finally do publish it. And we did take three years to write it because we, we really needed three years of experience working with people in Taya bootcamp and and even outside of that to develop the practice. Now it's developed. We know it works. We have a hundred graduates all over the world. This thing works. It's life-changing. Now we want to share it with more people and that's why we're writing the book. So we have this developmental editor, um, Editing, who is not a Taiya practitioner, Kat and I needed that because we're so deep into the practice. We write about things as as if everyone knows and we want someone who has never really paid attention to the stream isn't really deep into the teachings to be able to buy this book and and, and get it. And understand the Taya practice and actually apply it in their lives. Well, that's why we have this other person going through the book. So anytime something doesn't make sense. She, she asked, you know, this doesn't make sense. This needs more, you know, more explanation or this needs to be moved somewhere else. So it's, it's a tedious experience, but it's a great experience because we know it's making the book better. And something she asked that I answered when I worked on the book over the weekend, was we talked about the stopgap of asking yourself when, when you start to go down your spiral about seeing something, you know, some bad news or something, is this worth me going down my spiral over? you know, someone cuts you off in traffic and you feel your blood start to boil. Wait a minute, is this worth going down my spiral over? No, because going down your spiral is not going to produce a positive result, especially in traffic. You know, I used to notice that when I would let let something, um, you know, tick me off in traffic. Well, first of all, you're already down your spiral to begin with, if that even happens. But you're going to go further down when someone cuts you off and you let it boil your blood. And then you're going to do something else or something else. And what I notice is things keep crossing my path until I do something about it. I manifest that quickly. So I manifest positively really fast. And guess what? I manifest negatively really fast. So something crosses my path that used to really send me down my spiral. I don't even have to ask my question anymore. But the developmental editor asked, What if it is worth going down your spiral over? And this was a channeled section, so I couldn't just answer the question. I had to call in the stream to answer it. And their answer was, it's always our choice to go down the spiral regardless of what it is. Always, 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 it's always rooted in human judgment, but there's nothing wrong with going down your spiral. So if someone cuts you off in traffic, you can do the stop gap and say, is this worth going down my spiral over? No, it's not. I'm going to choose not to. I don't have to be triggered by the actions of this other person. But if somebody runs over your pet, you're probably going to go down your spiral. And you might not even think to ask yourself that question, but understand that your judgment of the situation is bad and your pain of, of being separated from your pet and physical, thats that's a choice. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. If something happened to my dog, I would absolutely go down my spiral and I would be fine with that. It's the experience that I have. So there's sometimes that things are, but it's all our judgment. It's always optional every single time, regardless of what the topic is, always.
1: Yeah, I think I agree. I think there's like a matter of like the fight or flight. We like actually we were just talking about this before the podcast the, the fight or flight mechanism in your brain sometimes going down your spiral can be helpful <laughs> it's like you can actually get things done you did a podcast episode with I can't remember who it was but it was on this podcast an episode a while ago about how fear can have its place sometimes it's helpful yeah. so yeah that was yeah I well remember the stream used the example
0: of you know when we were you know not living in structures. <laughs> we were living out in the woods, and we were participating dithers, yes. in the, in the uh, food chain more than we are now, you know, fear worked to get us out of harm's way because there are animals on this planet that can kill us Yeah, and, and do. I used to live in Florida. It happens. So <laughs> the, the, the getting out of harm's way, if the fear mechanism gets you out of the speed, out of the way of the speeding bus, well, then fear has done its job and it's a powerful emotion but it's been so exploited by humanity for the expansion of humanity, but also for the control of humanity. So there's, there's contrast on all topics. So that exploitation caused us to behave in a certain way that sort of brought us together into societies and allowed the advancement. And now here we are, we've advanced so far, we no longer need that stuff. That's why it's starting to fall away. That's what's causing the mass ascension that we are experiencing the, the, Pandemic is absolutely a product of that. And there's going to be more products of that. The, the earth is changing, humanity is changing. And you can, do, you can change and ride through those changes in fear, or you can ride through those changes in eager excitement of what's next, enjoying whatever it is that you're experiencing. Even if what you're experiencing is considered less than an ideal experience, because humanity tells you you're not supposed to have that experience. Even if you're gaining weight, even if you lose your job, even if you're not in the same career field you used to be in because the, the jobs have dried up in it, even if you're, uh, you know, supposedly the, the currency system is going to completely collapse now. And what the stream says about that is that every you know, every action has a reaction and anything that inflates is going to then deflate. There's always a burst to every bubble, but you don't have to participate in that. Nobody has to participate in that. It's mass consciousness fear that's going to create the next economic downturn, the next depression, if you will. Fear will create that. But the ones who aren't fearful, the ones who are choosing to not participate in it, don't have to go there. And we're way off the topic of bullying now, so we should wrap (laughs) up. Fair enough. (laughs) You can always count, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, you can always count us to sort of take you sw- swimming and swirling all over the place. But we end up back at the same place. And that is love yourself. Uh-huh. Be confident. Know that, that your life can just get better and better and better and better the more you love yourself and the more you detune the judgment of others and detune that you're concerned about the judgment from others.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: So have you heard our guided meditation, Source Connect? It's the most popular guided meditation that we offer, and I'm offering it to you right now for free. If you text the word AWAKEN to 760 284 That's AWAKEN to 760 284 You'll receive access to this guided meditation that takes you on this amazing journey to your natural Source Connection. It's completely channeled by the stream and backed by beautiful acoustic music by Christo Polani. In addition to that guided meditation, you also get access to our free Facebook group and other Taya tools. So text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. This is only available right now in North America. So if you're outside of North America, join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, and you can gain access to this guided meditation there as well. Thanks for listening. Very good. Thank you, Kat. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Namaste. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stream of David podcast on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. And If you join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, each month we give away a free one-hour session with the stream just for your posting, your review of the Stream of David podcast. Your feedback is very valuable to us. Thanks again.